Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back. Joy Life Show, episode 130. Today, it's uh, Friday, January 13th, 2017. First show of the year, I think, actually. I'm your host, Kellen, with me, Tim. Tim, say hi. Hey, guys. How's it going, Tim here? So, welcome to 2017. We, uh, well, we just got back from CES, actually. So, spent last week at CES. This week, we're just sort of catching up on stuff and, uh, going into the sort of middle ground where not a lot happens leading up to Mobile World Congress at the end of February when everyone starts announcing big, crazy things. Uh, but what we wanted to do is do a show for, you know, to start the year, but also just kind of talk about some of the stuff that happened at CES and just some other things that have happened this week because we've got, for one, a new phone announcement. So uh, anyways, we'll, we'll start with CES, though, because uh, every year Tim and I do go to CES in Las Vegas. Uh, Consumer Electronics Show is what it was once known as now they don't really want us to call it that they just call it ces but uh you guys probably know what it is just giant every year first or second week of january tech conference in uh las vegas and there's well the the number of people that show up to this thing keeps going up every year i remember the first year which was like seven years ago it was like 110 120,000 people i think it's now like 150 160,000 people go to this thing and uh, they show up in companies like Samsung, LG, Sony, all the big guys. Now Huawei's in there, Xiaomi's in there. They all show up and announce what they're going to talk about for the next year. So uh, we were there. And uh, rather than like run through everything that happened, because we'd be here for a while, we thought we'd just talk about some of the highlights, some of the stuff we covered and uh, all that stuff. So anyways, uh, yeah, we got there last Tuesday, I believe. Yep, Tuesday morning press festivities started already for us and also for those who don't know how this works um the conference is four days long but we always show up two days early because for two days before the conference floor opens with all the booths and stuff we have press conferences to go to essentially and so we were there two days beforehand anyways we got there and it was like qualcomm announced specifics on the snapdragon 835 um honor Hosted an event to announce like the Honor 6X for the US because the Honor 6X wasn't new, right? It was just new not necessarily no, it was in China like in October. Yeah, so that stuff happened. And then the next day on Wednesday, like LG had an event and Samsung and Sony, none of them really announced anything specific to us outside of Samsung's Chromebooks, which we'll maybe talk a little bit about later. But uh, and then the show floor opened and we went to like an NVIDIA press event, which was pretty crazy and probably the best uh announcement lineup of the of the show and some other stuff so uh anyways let's 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 talk about probably our favorite thing which you wrote up earlier in the week which was nvidia's new shield and it's not shield tv is it or is it shield tv is it's just shield right yeah technically shield tv is fine um but I can't ever uh, tell which one they want to go with because like the original yeah. Shield Portable was like Project Shield, then it was just Shield, then it was Shield Portable, and then they had Shield TV. And I thought they were like, no, just call it Shield, but they don't know. Um, but I so typically when I write it, I'll just put Shield Android TV. That way, I mean, there's like absolutely no confusion going on. But yeah, Shield TV is totally acceptable. <clears throat> yeah, so Shield TV, brand new one, just like. The old one, if you guys remember, which is probably still until this one ships next week or whatever, um, the best Android TV box you can buy. It's just high-end Tegra X1 processor, I believe, but it's got, like, it's one of those units you use that you can game on and get your streaming service stuff on and all of that. It's just one of the more high power or the highest powered uh, boxes. So anyway, they released a new version. 
it's in a smaller package, same processor, mostly the same internals, but smaller package. They're now have a new controller coupling a new remote with it. And it runs 199. And I think it used to be at one point, it wasn't like 249 and you didn't get the remote. So it's actually cheaper. Now you get more stuff and a redesigned controller. Um, and yeah, I mean, it looks great and it's going to ship already in just a couple of days, I believe. Uh, the other side to that is a simultaneous announcement around that was Google Assistant coming to Android TV, which is a pretty big deal. Uh, and this new Shield TV unit will be the first to have that when it comes out. And we don't necessarily have a specific timeline. It could be a couple months, whatever Google has to issue that. But that essentially turns your Android TV unit into kind of a Google Home unit in a way. So you can talk to Android TV um, through Google Assistant. And that'll come to other ones like the original Shield uh, new dish dishes, new air TV, which we'll talk about any, basically any other Android TV unit. I don't know that they've really ruled out any at this point. So, and then NVIDIA also announced the spot, which is like this little mini speaker ball thing that, uh, plugs into any outlet and expands your Google assistant throughout your house. Uh, and so, instead of having to buy a Google home, say for every room, you could just have a little spot and it plugs into uh, an outlet and you can talk to it with the Google command. And then it'll talk back to you because it does have a little speaker, uh, not necessarily great for music, but just controlling things right. Your house would be, will be pretty great. Those are, those are going to run 50 bucks. We don't know when those are coming. They're just sort of up in the air. I actually get the feeling that those were announced like NVIDIA figured these things out a month ago and was like, this is a great product. Let's build a quick prototype bring it to CES and they have to still like finalize it. Like, I don't know that we actually saw a work. Oh, there was one working unit, I think. Um, but anyway, do you want to talk about shield? Like you're kind of, you kind of know shield is there. What else should we look forward to here with this new shield? Cause you kind of shared that fact that this is like our favorite, probably announcement from the show. Yeah, definitely. I mean, CES has sort of mm, been a little lackluster in terms of Android announcements, but uh, for some reason, NVIDIA always seems to bring the Android heat, and, uh, you know, at least for now, uh, Android TV-wise. So this Shield, at least in comparison to the last one, you know, it's not a huge major upgrade or anything, but the thing is, you know, at least in my eyes, and like we already said, Shield was already the best set-top box you could already buy, so, you know, for Android TV, so... What exactly could they improve upon to make this one better? And I think they did a few good things. And, you know, the one key uh, being that it starts uh, at 199 and not being any more expensive than that. And on top of that, 199 you're also getting the Shield remote, which used to be a $50 add-on. So that's pretty big. Which is a big deal because, like, I have one, and I don't really use the controller much because I don't necessarily play many games on my TV. Right. But the little remote, I did buy one, and that's what we use for everything. So glad that they're coupling that in now exactly right you know but so in terms of internal uh you know specifications nothing really changed i mean it's still the same type of uh, hard drive uh for storage um the processor is the same so really the internals did not change at all it just slimmed down i mean the box is quite a bit smaller uh than the last one so you know people who own the current shield you know i don't think it's necessary for you to sort of like upgrade um to the new shield i don't necessarily see it as being like an upgrade type of device it's just really to excite anyone else who really hasn't bought a shield at least in my uh, my opinion Uh, other changes 
Uh, they added IR blasters to the Shield remote and Shield controller, so you can control other media hardware uh, that's in your living room. Which and, is pretty awesome. That means you can control your, your phone's TV volume if you want to without having to go grab your other remote. Exactly. People seem to love IR blasters. I don't know the last time. I mean, besides like my actual TV remote, I don't know the last time I used like a phone's IR blaster. But um, I will probably control or um, set these up though to control my TV. I would of guess. course, yeah. Now I guess that I can. I guess it'd be kind of cool. But um, yeah. Uh, beyond that, uh, for the for the non pro model, so there's two versions. There's the pro and then just the standard. The pro comes with 500 gigs of built in storage, and that is a it's still a spinning disc, um, so not uh, solid. So. Uh, the difference is that on the standard, they removed the SD slot on the previous version of Shield. It had an SD slot even on that uh, smaller capacity version. So a lot of people were sort of complaining about that. But at the same time, they do have USB 3.0 ports. So you can add, you know, like a USB storage drive that'll work just fine. Um, you know, but if you need more storage and you want to run it as like a Plex server or a media server, uh, then you can just get the pro version, which I think is just fifty dollars more at two forty nine. Uh, you know, so again for two forty nine to have your own little media server and gaming console, it's still not a bad price at all. And I would still say this is like easily the best uh, Android TV experience and like set top box you can buy, uh, especially if you're already invested into Google's ecosystem. Uh, other stuff, I mean Amazon, uh, uh, along with four K and HDR, so. If you want to stream their shows, I mean, this is the first Android set-top box, and Amazon doesn't even offer this uh, to offer Amazon streams uh, 4K plus HDR. So definitely, I mean, that's a selling point if you're big into Amazon's content. I think they have one show that I'm even interested in, and it's that you know Top Gear spinoff, basically. So they, not to cut you off, but we 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 got to see a demo of the HDR 4K Amazon stream, and we got to see it on an LG OLED TV. It was insane. It, 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 if you saw this, it would make all of us want to run out and buy like the $5,000 OLED TV, even though we can't afford it. It was insane looking. It looked fantastic. And, uh, you know, of course, this being NVIDIA, um, gaming is, is a, a large aspect of it. And there's a lot of cool games coming. Um, I can say that. But other than that, we, I did play uh, Titanfall 2. And it was streaming from a PC. So, of course, I mean, they, they have this game sync feature, which allows, you know, if you're already big into PC gaming and you're running a NVIDIA graphics card, uh, then you can stream your games, of course, from the PC to the Shield to your huge TV with the Shield controller. I mean, it really brings, like, a new experience for those desktop gamers, those guys who are dedicated keyboard warriors. Um and it was great. Uh, I mean, there was no latency whatsoever. I mean, you hit the hit the button, and then it, it goes straight from shield to desktop and back uh, to the TV. It was a really nice experience. Um, I'm not a huge desktop gamer, so it's a feature I probably myself won't use too much. But overall, it seems like a really great package. And again, starting at 199, I mean, you can't really go wrong. So, yeah, if you're looking for, I would say. As an, if you're looking for an Android TV experience and you don't already own like a TV, well, I think Sony is one of the only ones that's building that stuff in. But if you want to have an Android TV, and actually Android TVs as an experience has gotten pretty good. This isn't like the really spotty days of Google TV where Google didn't know what they were doing. It's a pretty simple UI, but Android TV. So my house, we've obviously 
tried to cut cable and things like that. And we use streaming services. So we stream everything. And we, we use Android TV all day long because we have a Sony TV with it. I actually really like it. It's one of those things where I didn't know that I would ever get into or totally recommend people think about getting as an Android TV box. Android TV is actually a pretty good experience at this point. And yeah, the Shield TV units are they're just the best one if you want the best performance that offers everything. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything I feel like I've used, a lot of different products, at least for Android TV, they're on the cheap, like, janky side, right? Um, underpowered processors. And so that experience is a bit uh, laggy, kind of janky, as I said. So, And Shield, it's just it's smooth and quick. And, um, and like you said, I mean, it's launching soon. So, you know, it's not something we have to wait a long time for. So it's going to be here in days. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And this is the first one that's launching with nougat, right? Like this is the first time we'll see Android TV nougat yeah. style. Yeah. yeah. So first time with nougat on Android TV. So there's a little bit of a change in software, nothing crazy, but there's a new sort of a recent apps on an app switching UI. Um, you know, whoop de do looks awesome. Uh, but definitely a nice little new thing that Google built in, at least to Google TV. And then also, you know, one thing we haven't talked about is sort of the controllers and the remote can now act as sort of like, kind of like your phone. Say if your phone is just sitting there and you say, okay, Google, uh, the phone will just kind of turn on and start, you know, listening to, uh, for that command that you want to give it. And now that uh, the Shield uh, controller and remote can act as those kind of standalone devices and they're always listening. And then the Shield itself, the the, the console whacked is your phone and you know since it's powered with a uh, google assistant you can get weather search for tvs and you can even have you know conversations with it and say show me movies only newer ones only comedies and you can keep that conversation going without having to you know keep saying the hot word that okay google and uh, I, over and over and over uh, yes exactly. i i always have to limit myself and saying okay google during the show because i got like 20 <laughs> devices yeah um but yep so I mean, with, and that's not launching, I, I should clarify, the OK Google aspect is not launching simultaneously uh, you know, with the launch of Shield, but it is coming. And But then also, you know, cherry on top for anyone who already owns a Shield, NVIDIA has clarified that the changes that are with this Shield will come to the pre-existing units of Shield uh, as a software update. And, and since the beginning, NVIDIA has been really good about software updates, so you know, if you invested early or you were an early adopter for Shield, this is nothing but good stuff uh, from NVIDIA. So just another reason to keep your NVIDIA stock and keep enjoying your gaming and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, it was easily probably the most interesting announcement for us in terms of Android stuff. But uh, uh, related, though, uh, another Android TV box that actually looks like it might be worth looking into that was unveiled at CS is Dish's Air TV box. Uh, it looks kind of like a kid's toy, and a lot of people made fun of the the way it looks. But value-wise, I'm not sure you can top this thing. It's 99 bucks. It streams in 4K. It's Android TV. It comes with like Sling TV and Netflix preloaded because as a Dish service, it wants you to sign up for Sling TV. Um, <clears throat> but... It, it also runs, obviously, it's uh, 802 AC, 2.4 and 5 GHz Wi-Fi, has a Bluetooth voice remote. So eventually, it will also, you know, get Google Assistant in it. Um, and you can buy this thing right now, too, I believe. So uh, anyway, there was a lot of Android TV announcements from the Shield, this Air TV, and then the Google Assistant stuff. Uh, if you're an Android TV user, 
you've actually got some pretty good stuff to look forward to. Definitely. Uh, all right. So moving into Android TV stuff, uh, T-Mobile hosted their latest uncarrier event. Uh, I was not there. I was at a Xiaomi event, but you were at the T-Mobile event. How do I have to? What <laughs> happened at the T-Mobile event? They 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 hyped this thing for what like a week and a half, two weeks. Like it was going to be massive, huge changes. And I just remember I asked you afterwards, like, is is that it? But <laughs> but do you want to explain what happened? Yeah, I can explain what happened. Um, we were funneled into a room, <laughs> blindfolded. Nah, just kidding. Um, you know, we're put into like, sort of like a regular press event space, huge uncarrier next uh, logo and that bright magenta coloring. Everything was super hyped up. And it was just me, a few other members of the press and media. And we're in there, and then all of a sudden, we hear, like, this cheering and clapping going on. And boom, like, funneling in, just like like cattle, are these T-Mobile employees in their bright pink shirts and all that stuff. And they're cheering, having a great time. And I thought it was, like, the dirtiest move ever. Like, of course, a lot of times at press events, you'll see um, company employees there. You know, they're the ones applauding, or applauding, usually, because members of the media shouldn't be doing that. At least it's like an unspoken rule. You don't do that as press. So T-Mobile employees are just, and I'm talking like the store employees, not corporate employees in suits, but like uh, frontline, you know, people who are selling you phones and plants at stores. So it was already sort of a weird vibe. And then John Leisure walks in, he takes the stage and the place just erupts. Like as if their golden God has walked into the room and he's got it's his kind of red bull. Like, cult status there. With oh, the it's, it's been cult yeah. status, dude. It's absolutely ridiculous. So John Leisure's on stage, blah, blah, blah. He's talking it up. He's, he's talking smack on AT&T Verizon poor. He's like kicking sprint while they're down, like just abusing them. And, uh, and so they announce that they're moving away from all of their plans and they will be exclusively um, uh, offering the T-Mobile one. Yeah. Thank you very much. So T-Mobile (laughs) one, I mean, what is there much to say? They're moving away from simple choice going to be offering one, but then they, they, and so to, to me, that wasn't a huge announcement, but then they announced a few things on top of that. And so with T-Mobile One, they also announced a kickback where as long as you don't use over a uh, select amount of data each month, you're going to get uh, cash back in terms of a credit on your monthly bill. So hopefully you'll be saving money. And then uh, do you have the list also in front of you for what they announced? My- yeah, so, it was, so there's a kickback where you have to use less than two gig right. and then they'll give less you up gigs. to 10 bucks. So I don't even know how you get the full 10 bucks. You um, don't use any data. That's you must not use data. any at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, then they said they're, the taxes and monthly fees are just rolling into the price. So instead of saying like you have to pay 40 bucks um, and then you, and then your bill actually is 48 because of the taxes and fees. They're now rolling all of that in. So you Thank just you. pay 40 or whatever every month. So it's more flat pricing. And then let's see. It said something about uncontract. Oh, they said if you're if you're currently a customer and you're paying whatever you're paying, you get to keep that price forever. I'm guessing until you change plans and you might have to pay something else. I, I guess I don't really know. I maybe that's a shot at Verizon and AT and T hiking the price on unlimited people all the time. I'm not really sure like who is really worried about their their price changing. But anyway, uh, and then the other thing was. 
oh, it's just that they're going all T-Mobile One, which I don't know that everyone fully loves, but I think that T-Mobile One Plus or whatever they call it, it's not like the worst plan ever, although you do have to toggle on every day if you want to watch things in HD, but good lord overall the value i don't think is the worst thing so i think that was pretty much it so they held this whole announcement or whole massive event and hyped it to talk about them rolling the fees into the flat price that t-mobile one is it that they'll give you a kickback if you use basically zero data and that you can keep your price for a long time that was it all right so after the event um john ledger and um Neville and uh, someone else, I forget who, but they were doing a Q&A. Everything was great. Right, Mike Seaver. You got it. And it was all great. Um, everyone had a blast, and then I got the hell out of there. Um, they gave you lunch and a survival kit, right? Yeah, it's true. Uh, T-Mobile was very generous. I got a, uh, I actually have it on my desk for some odd reason, but I have the uh, a T-Mobile flask now, which uh, I'm not like a huge hard alcohol guy, but Maybe I'll fill that up with gin or Jack Daniels or something. But, uh, yeah, they were very nice. I gave also, uh, what is that? Uh, I'm like totally spacing. Hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. Thank they you. They give you, like, snacks and, like, gum. And what else did they give you? There was a bunch of, like, little goofy there was stuff. A Red Bull. There, was, there was a Red, Red Bull, Bull in there. Yeah, I mean, nothing nothing spectacular. Oh, there was a juice pack, like 4,000, like a juice or a power bank, uh, 4,000 milliamp hour, I believe. So very generous. Um, but yeah, I got out of there ASAP because I had to write all this up. But but then again, you know, so we were done with it, and we felt like you know, they hyped this up, just like you said. And then there really wasn't all that much. I mean, he said before it started, he said like this was going to really convince people <laughs> yeah. to move over to T-Mobile. Yeah. I was like, dude, really? I mean, <laughs> and the way they market it is so weird, claiming that now the fees are included uh, when they're when they're. They never specify what it's included. They they don't say included in the advertised price. They just say fees are now included as if like fees were never included in the first place. I thought people maybe just knew like, okay, it's advertised at this price and then I got fees and all this other crap. Like I get it. No, it's a great move, but they never say fees included in the advertised price. And it just seems weird to me. And I, I hate the wording of it. Um, but no, it's great. Um, I mean, it could save people four or five, six bucks a month, I guess, since it's which rolled. Is, there now. That's always a bonus. Yeah. For me, personally, still still rocking that Go phone. Um, AT&T just keep, keeps making it better. And the, tell AT&T they need to roll them fees in. I know. Well, there are no fees. Are no well, fees. exactly. It's really beautiful. It, it just works. It's stream. Yeah, there might be a couple, like, there's yeah, definitely no, like, bucks. line access fees or any crap like that. So. It just works. Very streamlined. You know, you you get on that auto pay and save five bucks a month. It's totally worth it. But that was it, though, right? For T-Mobile, I mean, it was we were expecting. I don't. I don't necessarily know that we were expecting a new plan or something like that. But it, as an uncarrier event, it seemed like it should have been more than just well, we're just rolling fees into the flat price. But hey, maybe, maybe that's a, maybe we're just underestimating the uh, importance of that move right there. It's possible. Crazier things have happened. Yeah. So uh, just quickly, but while you were at that, I was at a Xiaomi event. Which, so Xiaomi, this was their first time at CES, their first ever CES press event, uh, first ever CES announcement. They had their own booth for the first time. It's supposed to be a huge moment. Um, I So I was at that expecting maybe a phone announcement that maybe something was coming to the US and that didn't actually happen. They announced a TV, 
uh, they announced a white version of the Xiaomi Mi Mix, which we played with and thought looked cool, but it was some of the slowest, jankiest software I've ever used in my life. So I don't know that we'll be hyping up the Mi Mix phone as much as everyone else. Um, but they announced a TV. And uh, I think it's just a step towards Xiaomi showing that they're moving towards the US. Um, but they, I believe they announced they don't have plans to launch a US phone uh, in 2017. So if Xiaomi does come here and you've been waiting for one of their phones, you have to wait till 2018. Or you could try to import one of these things. But yeah, we played with the Mimix, the white version, because that was one of their announcements and uh, looks cool. Uh, I don't know that any of us thought it was uh, the most amazing phone on the planet, other than the fact that it just kind of looks cool. Yeah, it looks cool for about five minutes. And then yeah, you start using it and you discover that holding it in landscape is sort of a pain. And Yeah, that too. Yeah, just not like, I'm not a huge fan of the overall experience, but it looks great in, in white, especially. I saw one site say that the white ruined it. But no, man, the white like made white it look nice. really hot. So yeah, yeah, it looks it's a really cool see. looking phone. Yeah. That's about uh, what yeah, the software was. Woo. We also saw the black version with the gold accents. That nice was a good phone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's what Xiaomi did at, at CES. Again, and nothing huge, but they are showing that they're making their way over here. So uh, one of the big sort of developments around CES was that Amazon's Alexa was like in everything. I should say everything, but it was on a lot of stuff. It seemed like everyone was announcing Amazon's Alexa in stuff. So while we were getting excited about Google Assistant coming to Android TV, uh, Amazon was putting Alexa in new speakers. So a whole bunch of people announced speakers like Lenovo announced essentially a this mashup of Google Home and Amazon Echo, uh, but it's powered by Alexa. Uh, but outside of that, like LG's new refrigerator that has a giant tablet and screen on it is powered by Alexa. So it's just kind of coming to that point where Amazon has such a head start on Google. They're just putting Alexa in everything. And uh, that's that's a pretty big deal. I know Google just came out with Google Home and the assistant is still really early on and they're probably figuring out how they're going to push forward. But Amazon's like, nope, we've been doing this for a while. Alexa in everything is our goal so that everyone keeps buying stuff from Amazon. It's pretty brilliant, actually. Uh, from like robots to fridges, I mentioned to speakers to um, new just smart home devices, they're they're in everything, which is crazy. So yeah, Amazon Alexa expects like the next piece of technology you buy that's not powered by Android is probably going to have that like on the back end or something. You can probably talk to it. That was one of the big I think ideas at a CES that you can talk to just about everything now, and it's probably going to be powered by Alexa. So. Anyway, that happened. We didn't get too excited about that. It's tough for us to get really into Alexa. It's not like an Amazon product. I know it's a smart home thing, but like when LG announces a refrigerator that's powered by WebOS and Alexa, that has absolutely nothing to do with us, really. But it's cool, I guess, if you're just into future tech. So Definitely cool. All right, so Honor and Huawei, same company, had a couple of announcements. One, the Huawei Mate 9, which is not a new phone, but it is now available in the US. And then the Honor 6X, another phone of theirs, not new, but now available in the US. Uh, We had a little get-together with Huawei, and uh, they made the announcements, gave us phones, which we have already given away to uh, you lovely readers. Uh, Yeah. I, there's not much else to say there. Like these phones aren't new, but uh, you've played with the Mate Nine. I think we've talked about it a little bit. You think it's a pretty good phone, right? I've played with the Mate Nine. Do like it. Um, 
rather large 5.9 inch full hd display you know so with such a large display and only being 1080p um there was a little bit of pixelation going on there nothing too crazy it's manageable. Oh, it is only full hd i forget yeah that. yeah not qhd uh but it, it's not a bad phone um the emui 5.0 uh, which runs on top of nougat is a pretty good experience much better than that previous emui uh, 4.1 i believe it was uh, stuff they had going on i mean of course it's still got the like knuckle painting feature and all that good stuff so definitely not a bad phone and then all you know so in the future, it's coming. It's coming to the U.S. Five ninety nine unlocked. AT and T T Mobile supports all that. So, but in the future, with an o, uh, OTA update, Alexa's coming. That's right. So, <laughs> yeah, another thing with Alexa. I forgot about that. Yeah, and, and, and talk about weird, right? So it's going to be a standalone app that they're just baking into an OTA update. It's not like system level or anything like that. So it's Alexa. We don't have like all that much info on it, but basically you're going to talk to Alexa. You can set timers, get weather and traffic reports and it's all that weird. other good stuff that you can do with Alexa. And, but it's Alexa, like Amazon Alexa on an Android device. On an Android phone. It's a little weird. I said, and yeah, you, we still don't exactly know the dirty details on how it's going to work. Cause they said, yeah, a future software update will issue an app as far as we know. Um, it's weird. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Well, and they don't have any demos of how it works. So no demos. All we know is early 2017. So yeah, but uh, yeah. I guess that means they're never going to push Google to give them access to Google Assistant. I guess they're just I'm like, oh, yeah, no. Samsung Shield in the chat makes a really interesting comment. He says Huawei plus Alexa equals mad at Google. Uh, with the pixel (laughs) yeah i mean that's it's a pretty sweet notion actually i may tweet (laughs) that uh but yeah so the mate 9 good phone for sure like you said we got we had a couple gave them away um if if any of you two are listening i've already emailed you but you know like we're pretty much snowed in here at portland so your phones will be going out this weekend uh, hopefully (laughs) if i can get the car out of the driveway (laughs) yeah we've had a bit of snow here yeah but um yeah the mate 9 I would actually, I'm, I highly recommend this phone for anyone who likes those, you know, I wouldn't say like overly sized, but it is, it's a large device. If you like sort of like that phablet feel, um, you know, if you were, you miss your note seven, et cetera, it, it's not a bad phone. The camera is pretty darn good. Dual, like a branded, um, cameras on the back, 4,000 milliamp hour battery, four gig RAM. That, big. that thing yeah. must last, does it last just like a day and a half? Oh, or is two it days. Like one? Easy. Is it is. Okay. Yeah, two crazy. days. It's 1080p display. I mean, it's not. It's not pushing anything. And that Kirin 960 octa-core processor. So and 64 gigs base storage. 599. I mean, it's better than HTC is offering. Man. But we can get into that later. We can get into that later. <laughs> what about the, so the Honor 6X though? You've unboxed that, played with it for a few minutes. It's 249. It's decent spec, right? Like it's a budget phone with decent specs. Yeah, it's budget, so it's in the Kirin 600 uh, series of processors. So, yeah, it's a Kirin 655 octa-core with 3 gigs of RAM, 5.5-inch uh, full HD display. Uh, that also comes with dual rear-facing cameras, although it's uh, instead of, like, dual 12s, it's 112, 1.2 megapixel, so you can get some wide-angle stuff going on. Uh, micro USB, and not USB Type-C, which, I mean, it's 2017, 
you know, I get it. It's a $250 phone, Still. but come on, give me a break. Like, let's all phones moving forward need to be Type C. Yeah, so if I you think that's a phone in 2017. It should not. I guess technically they launched it in 16. Now <laughs> it's here, but come on, you got to have Type C. It took a lot of courage to launch a phone with micro USB. I will say that <laughs> in 2017. Kind of shocking, actually. Yeah, wrong kind of courage. But, yeah. um, uh, it will be receiving an update soon to Nougat. Uh, so it's going to come out of the box running that EMUI 4 plus uh, software with Marshmallow. But it will receive an update to bring it up to speed to Nougat and EMUI 5. Um, uh, sadly, it cannot receive an OTA update to upgrade it to a USB Type-C. Uh, <laughs> but that's something you're going to have to deal with because it's only 250 bucks. Uh, it's available right now in the U.S., silver, dark gray, and a gold color. Um, and, yeah, we do have one. You know, I, I'm, it's got to be straight up. Like, it's a $250 phone. I don't know if you're going to see, like, a full review or maybe even, like, a complete video review. I mean, it's a $250 phone. I just don't know what much is there to say i i can t- i'll run it i'll run it for a bit and let you know but we'll we'll see we'll see like how how the experience is yeah there's a lot of other stuff coming up that i may have to focus on but i don't know if i get like a thousand people telling me they need a 6x review i'll, I'll get on it but until <laughs> then it's a nice little phone it's metallic glass front i mean it's actually let me let me just say right now for 250 bucks it's a solid device. Um, I really enjoyed the Honor 8. You know, that was a bit more kind of flagshipy um, than the, the 6X, but the 6X, it feels really nice in hand. It's a good size, 5.5 inch. Um, definitely check it out. If I mean, if you just need a $250 phone or you, you want, want to get your kids a phone, definitely check it out. Not bad. Yeah, and they'll probably run. Well, they already ran one. They run all these flash sales on it where they just did a couple days ago for 199 bucks, which is a pretty damn good deal. I'm glad you bring that up, actually. So the flash sale went down yesterday, brought the price down to 199 and I received an email from their PR afterwards yesterday, and they said that the phone, they will not release like how many phones they even had for the flash sale. I'm, well, I'm guessing like a thousand? I thought it was 300. I swear I read somewhere really? that they would only have 300, but okay. I, but I don't like, want to say so... that as official. I just swear I either read that or we were told. I don't know. Yeah, that seems ridiculous. Either way, it, they say it sold out in 25 minutes. Now, now, what would make that funny is if they only had 300 and it took them 25 minutes to sell out. You would think if it was some something else, right? Yeah, only 300. Right? Yeah, I, I would know. maybe 3,000, maybe yeah. or something. But anyway, um, yeah. So 6x, I they on the honor site, the high.honor.com, uh, they show when the flash sales are going to be. Um, I think the next one is set for 12 p.m. Central Time on Wednesday, January 18th, and that's another $50 off flash sale, bringing the device down to $199. So check it out if you're interested. Just sharing in the chat. The guy asked what webcam I use. Oh, feel free to say it out, man. Someone was asking what Kellen's webcam is. Oh, he posted. It's a C920. Yeah. It's an L Logitech, yeah? Logitech, yeah. The old Logitech. We like the Logitech webcams. They kind of make the best. They Although, make this is like another topic, webcam, but yeah, webcam so. companies need to start coming out with better webcams. I know they're they're fine for what they are, but like we all have pretty good internet connections now. We need that 4K webcam. We need something. YouTube's got 4K broadcasting now. We need to go crazy. Anyway, <clears throat> um, in other phone news, uh, ZTE, Asus, and... TCL, which basically owns the licensing to BlackBerry's name, all showed off phones. 
the BlackBerry one, uh, which is a TCL phone that actually, I believe BlackBerry designed before TCL took over their sort of hardware. So I think BlackBerry actually designed a TCL. It'll release as one of their phones. But anyway, uh, it was shown behind closed doors and uh, it looks like a classic old BlackBerry um with the physical qwerty keyboard that everyone used to love about blackberry and then it had you know an android touchscreen on top and people seem to get excited about this and maybe i'm just like maybe i'm just too millennial or something (laughs) not a millennial (laughs) uh that i just i i don't care at all about a phone with a physical qwerty keyboard like we we saw this um no one cares was it the blackberry was it the priv the The priv had the slide up keyboard and uh, everyone at that point also was like, oh, my goodness, the BlackBerry keyboard's back. And then everyone used it and was like, I don't want a physical BlackBerry keyboard anymore because it's much faster to type on a touchscreen with swipe or whatever prediction. So so TCL showed this thing and they wouldn't really tell anyone anything. They said, like, look, it runs Android and it has a swipeable touchpad keyboard, which the Priv also had. Uh, and the design looks cool. Don't get me wrong. It's actually a pretty nice looking design. It's got that sort of throwback vibe to it. Uh, but they wouldn't share like processor RAM, what the camera is, when it's coming, any of this stuff. And so I have a hard time getting excited about a BlackBerry device that has a physical keyboard. And I don't get it. I don't, I don't I guess I don't know what the point is when we all know that touchscreen keyboards are just faster and better at this point. But, you know, you'll get like some old BlackBerry guys that are like, I just, I have to have that physical keyboard. Well, yeah, I can confirm that there's nothing wrong with you if the thought of a BlackBerry device does not excite you. Um, <laughs> just don't worry about it. It's no big deal. Um, this thing is going to launch, and I think a lot like the Priv, the Priv, the Prive. Um, I don't know if we ever saw sales figures, but I'm just, I'm pretty sure it didn't do all that great. No. So and I don't think this one will either. I don't Even think this TCL one will either. Behind it, I just don't really think so. Yeah, I'm I'm just not expecting huge things. I mean, yeah, sure, like it looks cool. Like there's that hint of nostalgia. Yeah, that's it though. That's it. Like that's <laughs> really it. But so. I I guess like what I what what weirds me out about it is that I think a lot of times the tech press because some of them have been around for a long time and they're like, oh, I remember the days when BlackBerry was king, and like <laughs> I don't know if they want a piece of that life again. They do. I use Blackberries, uh, two or three of them. I don't miss them at all, and I don't miss a physical keyboard like that. That was a trend, and it w- it worked during its time. It's not what anyone needs anymore. And so, like you just said, it's just like hint of nostalgia. That's fine, but do we really need to mass produce these things and try to sell them? It's just, and I don't see why we all get excited. The press, like, look, we we're, we've done this ourselves. Like we talked a little bit about yesterday, like Project Shield, the original Shield Portable how we got super excited about it. And all of our readers were like, this thing's overpriced and stupid. So it's not like we're not the only, we're, we haven't been guilty of this as well, but I, this thing, who cares? Who cares about a, a physical keyboard, Blackberry, Android phone? I don't. Yeah, I mean, like seven, eight years ago, this thing would have been pretty legit. Yes. I mean, Android this thing would have launched when like the original droid was there and people liked keyboards. It probably would have done really well. It could have done good. Not so much. Yeah. Um, I mean, touch screens are just much better these days. <laughs> and uh, and it's it's just weird having Android with a built-in keyboard going on, like, as, at least these days, right? And they've got the on-screen buttons. Like, 
it's just weird to me. Um, you know, but hey, uh, that's why Android's kind of cool. Like, I'm not going to hate on anyone's choice for what hardware they want to run. So be it, man. Um, that's why Android's cool. We have options. We do. Op- uh, iPhone people don't. So No, they don't. Uh, in other phone news, Asus announced the Zenfone AR and the Zenfone 3 Zoom. So Zenfone AR, first dual sort of daydream and tango-ready phone. Snapdragon 821, 5.7-inch quad HD display, 8 gig of RAM for some reason. Uh, and then all of the cameras you need to sort of get in on that Tango action. It's actually a pretty high-powered phone. And it actually, design-wise, well, it's not taking any chances, but it looks fairly nice. Like, if there's a Asus Zen phone you ever wanted to get in touch with, this would probably be the one. Um, as for the Zen Phone 3 Zoom, it's got dual cameras. One's a Zoom. It's got a full HD display, 625 Snapdragon. So it's kind of mid-tier-ish, but it has a zoom lens if you care. But it does have a 5,000 milliamp hour battery, which is kind of cool. I mean, the fact that, that batteries are that huge and in phones now, that's kind of cool. Um, so that's what Asus did. And then ZTE announced a couple of phones that leaked early, one called the Hawkeye and one called the Blade V8 Pro. They're pretty mid-range phones that... uh Hard to get excited about, I should say. One of them has dual cameras. Hmm. You know, they're uh, mid-range CTE phones. Yeah, one is crowdsourced. (laughs) (laughs) Right, one of them's crowdsourced. I forgot about that. It's so odd. So yeah, with this Hawkeye. (laughs) Yeah, talk about like the crowdsourced stuff. Because I am like the the features that supposedly people chose, right? Isn't that what they were trying to build this ad? Is like people chose these features. That's what they were trying to uh, like allude to. But in actuality, um, this is a bit different of a story. So ZTEs was like back in back in October. They they wanted people to say, hey, what kind of features? What new and exciting features would you want in a phone? And then to kind of get people people's brains start motoring, they throw out some suggestions. They're like, oh, what if like a phone had eye tracking technology or was self adhesive? <laughs> and then uh, come to find out, <laughs> that was the stuff that won. Apparently, that's exactly what people wanted. They wanted one of the like random them. crap that they suggested. Everyone's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's vote. what we want. We want a phone that has eye tracking software and and, and is self adhesive. So now. <laughs> They have this phone called the Hawkeye, and the Hawkeye name, uh, which which I actually thought was pretty surprising um, that it was not trademarked already, given that it is a superhero's name, um, was chosen from over 500 suggestions they received from the public. So self-adhesive uh, and eye-tracking um, is the ZTE Hawkeye, and it's going, uh, it's up for pre-order on Kickstarter. Uh, screw me dude like it's just not kickstarter is not my thing already so like kickstarter so much i'm just like turned off from it uh 100 but uh it's a 5.5 inch full hd display dual sim dual rear cameras uh you know zte kind of has been touting itself as sort of like that new audio king uh in the mobile game they can compete with hdc all they want um it's got a fingerprint reader large capacity battery don't have like specifics i don't think um, at least at the time of the announcement, there wasn't a specific like milliamp hour battery uh, number, and it is going to come running Nugget. So there you go. It's on Kickstarter if you want it. The Hawkeye. It's self adhesive, and I'm assuming self adhesive. Like 
you just can't scratch the backside. Um, what phone? What phone was it that you could like scratch it with keys? Was that the G Flex? Yeah, two? it was. The, it was the first G Flex, I think. Yeah. So, so just like that, I'm pretty sure you just you can scratch it and stuff, like, and it'll self repair, um, self adhesive. Or no, no, no. Or is this self adhesive as if like it you can stick it? Yeah, stick. no, it's not self-healing. It's adhesives. You stick it to you things. Sti- okay, you stick it to the wall. There's yeah. cases like that for the iPhone. And so, like, you put your hand on it. It's not very sticky. But then if you put it on a table, or you can even stick it to a wall, and it's, like, extremely sticky. Um, that's cool. I'll give them can that. Can show an example of um, someone in a bathroom, like, doing their makeup, and they have their phone, like, stuck to the mirror? Okay, well, uh well, that's kind of, I, I don't get the Hawkeye name to me. Like, I, that like, must be the eye tracking stuff. Is I guess. But so uh, turn pages, scroll up and down all by looking. Uh, it's on Kickstarter right now. And uh, I mean, it's just killing it. They had a pledge of 500,000 and they're at 33,000 pledged. <laughs> I should stop making fun of it. 175 backers is what they're at right now. They're, uh, How many backers? 175. Thousand? Nope. Million? Just just one <laughs> seven five. One seven no five. zeros afterwards. Uh, okay. <laughs> Excuse me for laughing, but like that that <laughs> is no, I'm not em- trying to be so mean. That is embarrassing. Yeah. So ZT needs to call this off immediately. hundred and seventy five people want this phone. Like that is not worth it whatsoever. I don't think that's worth it. No offense to ZTE, but like they had a winner. With the Axon Seven and the Seven Mini is pretty darn good. Just maybe stick to the Axon stuff. That yeah, seems yeah. to be working. People love that phone to death. People love the Axons. Axons are solid phones, especially at the value. The Hawkeye, I don't think that's getting out of there. Stay away from Hawkeye CTE if you're listening. Kill it. Yeah. All right. So moving from phones, we uh, had a bunch of new wearables announced actually, which is weird because. We kind of thought Android Wear was about to die, right? Because Google delayed Android Wear 2.0. No one was announcing new stuff outside of like Michael Kors. Uh, but at CES, everyone announced new stuff. Um, not Android Wear, but Misfit, the wearable fitness tracking company, announced the Vapor, their first touchscreen watch. And uh, it's running the Snapdragon Wear processor. But we asked them specifically, is this an Android Wear watch? And they said, no. <laughs> and, uh, the interesting thing, the way the guy explained it to me, which actually makes a lot of sense, he said, we're just, he's like, we're actually pushing pretty hard against make, I guess you should say, we're actually kind of pushing that message that no, this is not Android Wear. It's just a fitness smartwatch because he doesn't want people on iOS to go, oh, it's Android. I'm not going to touch that crap. He just wants people to go, this is our fitness watch with a touchscreen. It's not running a particular OS that you should care about, and it'll work on your phone. And, and I actually get that. Uh, but so they won't really talk much, and they wouldn't let us hold it. It was behind glass, so it's not ready at all. So we don't know what the software is like or anything. But it does have a touch bezel on it, which is kind of cool. And it has GPS and all that stuff. Uh, as far as Android Wear stuff, New Balance. So New Balance at last year's CES said that we're making an Android Wear watch, and then it never came out. And then at CES this year, they finally announced the thing. And it uh, I think it's still not coming for a while. No, it's up, never mind. It's up a pre-order. Uh, comes in February. It's $299. Uh, Casio announced a new watch, Android Wear watch. Big old rugged boy. Um, has GPS finally this time, <laughs> like last year's. It is $500, though, so it's not cheap at all. 
Uh, and then Swarovski says uh, that they're making an Android Wear watch and it will arrive in March, or at least they'll fully unveil it in March. It is focused on women, uh, so there won't be a men's version, and it's coming at Basel World, which is the big watch jewelry show. So there's plenty of wearables out there. That's such crap, uh, dude. I want the Swarovski. <laughs> like, do. that's bull. It just means it's going to have like crystals in the bezel and stuff, and you're not going to want any part that, of that. That's what I want. <laughs> like, <laughs> take me back to... I think it was eighth grade or no, it was like the start of my freshman year. I wanted, I wanted to be a hip hop star so badly. Like I was listening to Birdman, and I just wanted the chains and the diamonds and all that stuff. So yeah, bring me back to that time and give me Speaking the Swarovski. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's coming at Basel world. It, it is a women's watch They're They're not holding back that fact. So who knows how much that thing will be? It'll probably be expensive. Will it be more expensive than the tag connected? Oh God, no, no way. Hundred for the tag. I think I have a year to go on the. No, how many months do I have to go on the tag before I can swap that bad boy? Doesn't it take? I thought it was two years. It's two years. So we're at least we're over a year. We're a year in. in yeah. yeah, that's a that was a good investment. <laughs> so said the financial advisor. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to uh, just like a quick little like a gentleman's bet on what we think the price of the Swarovski will be. You know, just throw out a number and whoever's closer, you know, can like get lunch or something. Uh, I'll go eight hundred bucks. Eight hundred bucks. Oh, see, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna under it a bit. And I was leaning six ninety nine. Um, something about that six ninety nine price was sounding good to me. So, yeah, I actually think it'll probably be more like a thousand, but I'll go really? hundred because I usually go really high and never, uh, I'm never right. I just feel like that brand has become sort of like lesser for some reason. Like I don't know. Well, I think old people like Swarovski. I don't know that tech nerds value Swarovski or. So I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Uh, didn't some of the Android Wear watches or Samsung do like a Swarovski edition Gear they, S2 or something? Yeah, the um, what well, I think they mm, was it Samsung or was it, was it Huawei? They had the I think it was Huawei, right? With the elegance and the the jewel. That was the Huawei Huawei yeah, watch. Was that jewel. a Swarovski branded? I think it was, and those were pretty expensive. Mm. Samsung's done a bunch of like accessories. That's what they do for phones. Yeah. Uh-huh cases and stuff brian asked uh, yeah didn't the huawei watch jewel use those diamonds well now you're being a little generous with the word diamonds there <laughs> crystal uh, yeah but uh yeah so well yeah maybe maybe i'm totally off but mm, yeah six six ninety i'm just gonna leave it there all right all right what did i you say eight, se- eight, 800 said, yeah you said 7.99 we're doing 7.99 okay That's all right fine. All right, outside of wearables, so Snapdragon 835 Qualcomm announced all the details of it. Uh, they didn't say, like, yes, it's coming in the, in the Galaxy S8, but we're pretty damn sure it is, and Samsung's making them, and they've used Qualcomm's processors for some time now. But uh, it is 35% smaller than the 820 and 821 uh, and consumes 25% less power. So smaller little dude, more power, uses less power, and should allow people to make thinner phones, create thinner phones or just pack in more stuff. And that's why everyone's leaving out headphone jacks, I guess. Uh, it also supports quick charge 4.0 new Adreno 540 GPU cat 13 LTE AD Wi-Fi. 
4K display ready. So we might see a 4K phone this year for the first time and up to 32 megapixel cameras or dual 16 megapixel cameras. So somebody's going to put out dual, probably the next Huawei phone, maybe the P10 or whatever that's going to be. Mm. Maybe they'll, <clears throat> Although Huawei has been using their own silicone lately. So maybe they won't that's even use it at 35. And that's, that's mostly it. Obviously this processor will be in all of the damn flagships for this year outside of HTCs. Um, and it supports VR and AR, um, so Qualcomm's hoping to do much more than just push it into phones. They're going to try to make like VR, AR glasses and things like that, which would be great. They're going to power all sorts of stuff. They actually spent some time in the press event I was at for it, talking about what uh, they want to do outside of phones. So A35, it'll be in everything. I'm stoked about it. Just and, don't uh, melt my face. <laughs> yeah, really. So first half of uh, this year, we should start seeing devices. They didn't say like, february or may they just had first half but i think we should expect like the g6 s8 uh they will all be powered by the a35 well we do know that the um zoom or the zen phone ar is powered by an a35 correct i thought that was an a21 but maybe oh oh maybe i'm maybe i'm mistaken i know i'm, I'm recovering right now from a cold so i i could be feverish and ridiculous but i thought it was an a35 but you could be right. It doesn't say in our post, but I think they would have made a huge deal out of it if it was the first. Well, I thought Qualcomm did make a big deal out of it, but I think you're right. It could just be A21. Never mind me. <laughs> Either way. Uh, let's see. New Chromebooks. So Samsung and Asus have new Chromebooks. Samsung's are uh, pretty nice, actually. Chromebook Pro and Chromebook Plus. S pens in them. Touchscreens. They flip over their convertible metal bodies kind of look like Samsung tablets, except they're Chromebooks. Uh, they're all sorts of ready for Android apps, even though that integration is still really janky. Remember how excited I was about Android apps on Chromebooks and uh, I never use them because the integration is really bad. It's just not really that fun to use. So maybe they fix that. Maybe they merge the shit, the stuff finally. Yeah. I mean, the experience was just so slow and, yeah. uh, and it's not my pixel. Yeah. Right. Um, it just needs to be like streamlined and reworked and retooled something. Yeah. So Chromebook Plus, which is the lesser of the two, uh, 449 major retailers starting in February. Chromebook Pro, we don't have launch details on that yet, right? Just spring. Right. Yeah. But, but the they point- look nice. Really high res displays, uh, 4 gig RAM, 32 gig storage, uh, webcams in them, USB C ports, SD support. And then, yeah, you have styluses, styli, styluses, <laughs> if you want to uh, draw on your Chromebook. They look like nice Chromebooks, for sure. They do look nice. Uh, the pricing seems just about right for them, too. Like, I want to say, like, they're overpriced or underpriced or anything. I mean, they seem kind of, like, right on par, I guess, for what you would expect. Um, yeah, they're definitely on the upper tier of Chromebook, of Chromebook. pricing, but... At yeah. least they're, they're still not anywhere near a thousand bucks. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they're coming out and saying, you know, they partnered with Google to make all this integration like work good and all that. So sounds pretty exciting. It's like, uh, it's like Nexus for Chromebooks, <laughs> but not. <laughs> we need Seems one cool. of those. Yeah. Uh, as for the Asus Flip 2, uh, 500 bucks. So they jumped the price of it. The original Asus Flip was pretty cheap. You could get one for, I think, 220 240 Pretty cheap. Affordable. This new one, uh, 499 But same thing. Flip it back. Use the touchscreen. 8 gig RAM. 
up to Intel Core M3 or 5. So it's actually maybe a little higher end than those Samsungs. Although, what's the screen resolution? A little bit lower. Not bad, though, 1080p. I will say, like, keep in mind, all of these Chromebooks that we're talking about have more ports than the MacBook Pro. (laughs) Yes, they do. And they're... uh, Third of Three the price. Times as less. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they have headphone jacks, SD cards. <laughs> yes, they I do. don't know what Apple was thinking. I could do a whole show just bitching about the lack of ports on my MacBook Pro, but that's another day. Yeah. Uh, humming along here, Samsung said that they will reveal Note 7 findings on the cause of the battery issues soon which we think probably means around MWC or whenever they decide to announce the Galaxy S8, they will probably reveal that or maybe beforehand so they can just try to sweep it under the rug. I'm not sure. That'll be a fun approach there to follow is how Samsung tells us about the Note 7 battery issue. Like if they point the finger at someone or if they go, yeah, we designed a crappy phone. They better not. Yeah, and how closely do they do it to the S8, right? Because you don't want the S8 to get damaged by you know, previous battery findings. So I'm thinking Samsung's got to do it soon so that by the time they do announce the S8, we've hopefully sort of forgotten about it. Just let it die. I mean, we were just on a flight and Alaska's still telling me that I can't bring my Note 7 on the plane, but you know, I do it anyway because I don't care. Anarchy in the UK. (laughs) And they announced now the FAA that they don't have to make that announcement anymore, but you still can't bring your phone on people. They said 96% have been recalled or collected. That's not bad. Yeah, um, I believe there's one of the remaining 4% in your possession. That is true. I do still have a T-Mobile Note 7. At this point, I think I'm just going to lock it up and keep it so that in five years from now, we can pull it out and see if it'll blow up. Oh, that'd be cool. Do like a Will It Bend test or something. Might as well get some YouTube views out of it. (laughs) Get some views out of that bad boy. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Le Echo was at CES and they said that their Android powered bike is finally coming to the US in Q2. Yeah, and we'll uh, they didn't announce pricing, did they? I really want to know how Heck expensive no. this thing is going to be. It's going to be a freaking fortune, probably. Yeah. It's got to be two grand at least. At least. I would think so. So, for That's those not guess. familiar, Le Echo actually made a bike and they actually have a road bike and a mountain bike. And they're powered by Android, uh, Snapdragon 410 processors, and 6,000 milliamp hour batteries with bike os it's funny they call it bike os but it's gps and stuff and i'd imagine you could load up some music and stuff on there if you wanted to but sure, uh, yeah it'll track your all your stuff yeah bluetooth it'll track all your stuff it's probably cool it's a sleek looking bike you know it's not a bad looking bike at all and as much as people say like what i always wanted like an android powered bike you know let me tell you it, I don't think it's like the worst thing ever. It's actually no, smart, right? You know, for anyone who wants to track all that data and share it, like I have a bike nerd friend who's probably going to love this thing. Like this will be his favorite bike. He's going to wait. He's going to like count the days until I don't know any bike people swin that they make bikes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Somebody. So like whoever his favorite bike manufacturer is like, they, yeah. like if they build in tech, like they'll probably think that's cool. Absolutely. I mean, this this is cool stuff. Um, you know, you, so it's no longer like a peripheral that you have to add on to like the spokes of your wheel, so it counts how like fast you're going out and hope it tracks. Yeah, exactly. Like th- this is cool for bike nerds. We're just not bike nerds, but like no. I I told them I was like, if you guys got review units, let me know because I I'll, I'll be a bike nerd for this thing. I just think the bike looks cool. 
Um, definitely, I'm I'm more geared towards like that mountain bike uh, version instead of the road bike. Um, so, you know, I think it's cool um, as long as it's not like way overpriced. I know like bike nerds, and like no offense to bike nerds, but they they pay you know four grand for a, two, for a two pound titanium alloy space shuttle part, you know, bicycle. You know, that's cool. But uh, I just think the idea of having a bike with some tech built into it to do the tracking and tell you stuff and give you feedback on your biking. I think that's actually not a bad idea, even though I I know people want to make fun of it. I I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, it's just another thing you have to plug in at night now. That's great. Yeah, that is true. You have to uh, charge. I mean, you can ride it without the Android stuff. Of course. If you want all of that stuff. Yeah. And that's another thing. It's weird to me. Right. And. All right, two points real quick. Um, so you, you, you're on a bike, you're pedaling, you're making kinetic energy, and yet you're somehow not charging like a, a battery that's <laughs> yeah. inside of yeah. the bike that's powering this thing. Or like, say you go to a spin class. Why aren't all those things hooked up to a generator, you know, and powering the gym? I don't get it. Anyway, just want to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, Gen 2 will have the self-regenerating battery tech inside energy that'd be cool yeah call it the echo kinetic bike that'd be cool yeah uh all right so that was kind of ces stuff there's a bunch of other stuff any other last ces words oh we did we always do an annual ces dinner for those who don't know this year we went to stk and it was fabulous it was fabulous it was fantastic um ces dinner is always a great time um had a blast I can't really think of like, I mean, nothing like really funny. Well, I'm trying to think of like, you know, something funny. Like, I mean, we've it seen Dennis Rodman, Tony Hawk. I mean, we've done some cool CES stuff, but nothing too crazy stands out. I don't think, right? Yeah, it wasn't really wild. We just had it was solid and stuff. And uh, yeah, it wasn't a boring CES. wasn't yeah. overly exciting either. That's Stick the thing. We were, we were busy. Was clutch move because it's just in the middle of it all. Yeah. It was another CES. It was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah. So anyway. All right. That was CES. Yeah. You guys probably saw everything we wrote up. You didn't miss much, but there was still stuff. Yeah. It was a good CES. All right. So this week's news, HTC announced new phones, uh, two phones. One is the U Ultra and one is the U Play. The U Play you don't need to care about because it's not coming here. Uh, mid-range-ish device. Not bad. Um, the U Ultra, however will come here uh, like next year, I think, is when they're launching this phone. I'm not really sure, but you can pre-order it now. Uh, in all seriousness, the U-Ultra is their new flagship for the foreseeable future. Uh, it costs $749, and you can only buy it unlocked on HTC's website. So as far as we know right now, it's not coming to like AT&T or T-Mobile, no Verizon, uh, also, this unlocked model only works on GSM networks. So if you do buy, you can only use it on T-Mobile or AT&T. Uh, I'm not really <clears throat> understanding the HTC's switch here. In other words, we're not expecting an HTC 11. We're just going with the U line, and the Ultra is the flagship for the first part of the year. Uh, 5.7-inch Quad HD LCD display has a secondary LG V20 ticker up top that basically does the same thing that LG's V20 does. Android 7.0, not launching with 7.1. HTC Sense. Uh, it has HTC Sense Companion, which is supposed to be an AI app because everyone calls everything AI at this point, um, which basically does some things that Google Now does, but that's 
pretty much it. Uh, Snapdragon eight twenty one, so not the eight thirty five that everyone else will be using. Uh, four gig RAM, sixty four hundred twenty eight gig storage, a smallish three thousand milliamp hour battery for such a big phone. Fingerprint reader, twelve megapixel rear camera, which is probably the one that's in the Pixel phone. So the camera will probably be decent. Uh, dual front cameras where you can switch between either sixteen megapixel selfies or ultra pixel selfies. USB Type C, no headphone jack, no water resistance, uh, all glass. That actually looks like a Galaxy S7 Edge for the most part. Yeah, uh, you, you have any thoughts? I don't know that you and I have really talked about the U Ultra. I've shared plenty of thoughts What's on how I just say? don't understand the point of this phone, or the, I guess not that I don't understand the point of it. Okay. I just don't know what the hell HTC is doing at all anymore. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, you've already said a few times, uh, at least in posts and the write-ups and stuff, but, like, uh, who is this phone exactly, like, marketed for? Um, I know it, it's supposed to be marketed to you. To you? But do you want it? Like, I don't want it. Um, it looks cool. Um, that was, like, the first thing to my mind. I was like, oh, wow, like, those colors, like, really pop, and it looks cool. I want that, like, wow, white pearlescent. This phone looks hot, yeah. Totally. But, uh you know, past that, you know, I, I said what I wanted in 2017 from HTC. So far, I'm getting, like, none of that, um, as long as they keep the updates, like, good. But um, if no one has the phone, then they're not really going to care about updates, I don't think. Uh, you know, I wanted a headphone jack. I wanted water resistance. And I, what I didn't want was an overpriced phone that doesn't really meet the requirements of charging such an astronomical price. Um, you know, I'm sure the camera's going to be good. I'm sure the software is going to be good. But then again, you know, I'm getting a Snapdragon 821. And that's, again, another problem with announcing the phone in January and not shipping until March. You know, they, <laughs> there's not any way at all they could have held off for like a Snapdragon 835 or any or anything like that. I mean, essentially, it's last year's processor. Yes, which is not a bad process. It's in the Pixel it's phone. I have zero not complaints. Not the, saying it's bad. <laughs> the point, no, I know, but like, I yeah. think some people are like, well, why are we complaining? It's in our Pixel. The point is, there's a newer processor, and it's a new year, and everyone else that comes out with a new phone is going to have that new processor. This so it is just, why it seems yeah. old. It seems like it should have been released like in December or right. November. This is why HTC gets forgot about. Whenever we're coming around for like best of the year or whatever, HTC's flagship tends to get forgotten about because they, they've used the year's previous like specs. And so this phone, I mean, and th- this phone really does not offer anything. Trust me, a secondary ticker display does not offer anything like unique or revolutionary or innovative to the Android space. Um, ticker display is not what people I think like about the V10 or the V20. Um, they like other stuff and things, not secondary. Right, they like displays. the quad DAC and the removable battery and all that stuff. The, the ticker is not really selling yes. anyone. I don't know what HTC is doing here. This is like I the epitome of like what HTC should not have done. I mean, um, our comments are just filled with what? That's oh, basically what everyone said. What? Tate. What is this? <laughs> um, so it's 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 seven hundred and forty nine dollars. <laughs> So you're telling people, so so the Galaxy S, okay, so number one, you just mentioned this. It's up for pre-order today, well, yesterday, and it's not shipping for two months. So mid-March is what they're putting it at, right? So mid-March, by then, we'll have seen the LG G6, possibly the Galaxy S8, and at $749, it's potentially more expensive than those phones, which will are, we don't know if they'll be better. Maybe they won't, but we sort of expect them to probably one up HTC in a couple of months time. 
So $749. So it's already priced either over those phones or level with maybe if there's an S8 plus or whatever. So the pricing wise, it's a tough sell. It's also an enormous phone. So you're automatically eliminating anyone who wants a phone that's a decent size. Um, it's only sold unlocked through their store. So it only works on AT&T and T-Mobile. You can't get it at a carrier. You can't get it on a cheap device payment plan. So it's impossible for anyone to buy, coupled with the fact that, yeah, you can't even get it for two months. It's just, this is a this is a disaster of an announcement. If I, I, I don't know how else to put it. This is a disaster of an announcement. <laughs> it was a bad move. It was a bad move, HTC. Um I can't imagine one person sitting in our comments going, I don't know, you guys, like this, this looks like it could be like the phone of the year. I was trying to find one, uh, but yeah, when just by skimming through, uh, I couldn't, uh, couldn't really find one. I mean, I see things like HTC seems more clueless than usual this year. <laughs> what are you doing HTC? Who could this phone possibly be for? I mean, it's just kind of, it says, wow, HTC sucks or uh it's uh, it's brutal yeah the comments are actually brutal yeah this guy says make htc great again uh <laughs> i agree <laughs> they uh you know the design wise like it they use some cool colors and stuff like it, it actually is an attractive phone but it definitely looks like a samsung phone uh because it's got the double glass and it's curved it, it looks like a samsung but there's this, i'm looking at this one picture of the piece i wrote about where i said like what the hell are you doing htc and if you just cover up the htc logo it looks like a Samsung phone. Like you, you would think that it was a Galaxy S7, which is really well. No, the S6 because this has a hump, so it's like we reverted back to the S6. <laughs> so, yeah. One of, one of the comments on our post it says HTC is not a top tier company like Samsung that has access to the latest and greatest before others, and so that's a problem. Um, HTC obviously has a an image issue, at least with this one person. Um, they HTC should be a top tier company. And they were, and, they were. The, and with this phone, they're charging a top tier price. So if you're going to charge a top tier price, you better bring the top tier specs. Yeah, and you want to play in the top tier, you got to yeah, bring play with the big tier. dogs. You better get ready to run. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't expect this to uh, be a hit. Unfortunately, yeah, it's disappointing because you and I will both say like, we want HTC uh, to do good. I want every company to do good just because I'm an Android fan, right? Like I don't care about really any one particular hardware maker. I want them all to kick, butt. Uh, that way I have more toys to choose from. Um, I looked back at our HTC 10 yeah. review and glowing, glowing review. I know a lot of people think we're HTC haters. I don't know. I, like I actually HTC. liked HTC 10. We gave it a really, really great review. We actually are fans of HTC when they make good products. This one, not so sure. And maybe in hand, it'll be nice. Also, weird thing, the like select press they showed to it to at CES, which is never us, by the way. HTC, they, they don't <laughs> hell about us. But uh, the select press they showed it to, they wouldn't let them film it. Like this thing, even though it's running in 821 and it's not going to be ready for two months, they wouldn't even let anyone film the thing, which is crazy. Like, why did you... Why, Here's the other thing. Why even show it off right now? What's the point? They're you wait till right after CES when we were all at CES. You could have done a big splashy press event at CES if you wanted to. Instead, they they show it in a closed room to like 15 reporters who are on their specific little fan group list and don't let anyone vi- like video the thing. Put them all under embargo for a week and then announce it after CES when no one is really ready to pay attention 
or in the room because they did an event in Taiwan. <clears throat> what a weird thing. And then it's not even close to being right. What's the point of making us all wait for two months? Well, um, first, I think a lot of people should thank HTC for letting them know that, okay, yeah, I definitely don't want this device. Now I can just wait for the S8 and the G6. I think maybe HTC thought, oh, okay, well, if we open up pre-orders, we can stop some of the sales that may potentially go to LG and Samsung. But this is, I think, doing the exact opposite. This turns people off. No one's going to be waiting for you now to say, oh, well, maybe HTC's got something cool. I nah. may have compared this to a Kickstarter campaign. Oh, I did actually to a Kickstarter campaign. It's almost it's just of, like we're funding their phone, right? It's like yeah. you're HD and you announce a phone that is so prototypey apparently that you can't even let anyone film it. And then you're going to make us wait two months to get it. That's what Kickstarter campaigns do. It's so, this is bad. Bad. Not good. MWC's coming up. I just understand the timing is so stupid too, but uh, all right. Should we move on from this? Because it's just it's, it's kind of depressing. depressing. Oh, it's, yep, yep, it's depressing. All right, LG G6 though. We're starting to get some rumors. Starting to tr- hit the mic. Starting to trickle out here. Uh, we know it'll have a 5.7 inch Quad HD LCD display. So G6 owners, if you, uh, or I should say G5 owners, if you like that slim profile, that's gone. We're getting the big boy again, 5.7 inch. <laughs> uh, but they say they've got tiny bezels and it's thin, and maybe they'll wrap a body around it that won't be too huge but lg g6 expected to be uh pretty big however they did announce or not announce they pushed out a video that was called what's on your wish list for the ideal smartphone and it's basically all these people talking about what they want in a smartphone which basically means this is what's going to be in the g6 yeah yeah so a big display which we know is 5.7 inch um what did they say a phone body that isn't huge but it can be used with one hand so 5.7 5.7 inch is huge no matter what, but they might put a smaller body. They've probably used some one handed software tricks, which they already do. That's not necessarily sure. new. Uh, they said, I don't want it to be slippery in my hand. So it's probably not going to be glass. It'll be some weird texture, which could be kind of cool. Uh, maybe uh, water resistance, which we expected because the V34 is IP67 rated. So that's awesome. So the G6 should be water resistant. Cameras that can capture everything. They've been doing that for a while now. Two cameras, one wide angle, one normal. And then they also talked about uh, a more reliable phone that they don't have to keep fixing a cracked screen for. So I don't know if that means they're going to introduce a screen replacement program or if they have some other tricky stuff built in there where if you drop it, it's not going to crack. But I'm excited for the G6. Um, I wasn't huge on the G5. Not big on modularity. <laughs> modularity. Um, so the G6 actually has me quite excited. The only part I'm not looking forward to is the potential uh, abomination that will be LG's UI on top of Nougat. Other than that, I'm pretty excited for the G6. Yeah, I think uh, they they already said you know we're ditching modules and uh, we're going to focus on aesthetics. So they're going to try to make a really pretty phone that does a lot of good things, right? Uh, I will say that LG's phones lately, performance-wise, have gotten really, really good. Um, so if they keep so. that up, that'll be great. A battery life, though, they need to definitely work on some stuff in that department. So, But I think they're ditching the removable battery, so maybe they'll put a bigger battery in or something. <laughs> LG G6. So yeah, it's coming at MWC. We know that for sure. They basically said like, we'll announce it there. And then we think they may release it right away uh, within a couple of weeks, but that could only be Korea like they did with the V20. So uh, yeah, G6 is coming. 
So right around the time, so it'll maybe be out by the time the U Ultra is shipping. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Right. Just think. Think if that happens. If if the U Ultra ships mid March and LG announces the G6 at MWC and ships us that before the U Ultra, like, ooh, that would be freaking funny. <laughs> Uh, all right. So in sort of completely random out of nowhere news, the other day, a couple of our readers said, Hey, I logged into my Google voice account on the web. And, uh, I saw this banner that says the new Google voice is here. Try it now. And then sure enough, the same thing showed up on our logins and, uh, you hit that try now button. It just refreshed, refresh. So we all went, what's going on. And, uh, the verge got Google to respond and Google actually said, well, we didn't mean to post that, but yes, there are updates on the horizon. We don't know what that means, though. So do you think we're actually getting like is Google Voice like making this big comeback now that Google has sort of thrown Hangouts into like the working version trash room and now Google Voice is coming back? What do you think that means? Are we just getting a refresh UI? I can't imagine that. It's got to be something bigger. I I would expect it to be something bigger. I definitely don't expect some huge, like just a revamped UI or anything like yeah. that. Um, I mean, for Google, maybe the, I think the new announcement is that they're just going to kill it. <laughs> like, oh yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to post. They the said the new one. one. It's, yeah. it's got to be something new. I know. I'm just like, it's Google. I don't know. I don't know what to expect, man. Like the, I don't think Google loves voice as much as the users love voice. So it's kind of hard to say. I wonder if they've come around to it, though, because remember, they they tried to work it into Hangouts forever, and it was supposed to be the future, and they just never could make that happen and just failed miserably. And now Hangouts, they don't like anymore, and they want to push Allo, which no one uses. And so I think they're probably going to separate voice and Hangouts again. They have to, right? Because Hangouts is apparently not really a consumer thing anymore or something. That's true. Um, So I think they'll probably obviously rehash, revamp the UI because the UI is old and terrible in the app for one, but I think they'll throw in some more features or something. They're going to do something here. I feel like it's going to be the, uh, it's going to be like the story of the first half of the year. I think. Yeah. I think, um, whenever the changes takes place, you're going to go to the Google voice site and you're going to get redirected to a desktop version of Allo. <laughs> that's what's that's... <laughs> maybe they'll bake it into Allo and everyone will go, what, where was this from day one? And then we'll all be Allo users. I haven't touched Allo in months. I know. Every once in a while, I log, I log in Allo and uh, just to see if anyone's tried to reach out. <laughs> no. no one has. I don't even know if it's capable of doing that, but I log in every once in a while, just hoping there'll be a message from someone that's like like a long lost friend or something that goes, oh, "Hey, Kellen, yeah, I found you on Allo. Oh, <laughs> yeah, cool. we we can talk. That's funny. Yeah. Well, we got three people in the chat saying they they think Allo is fun. Maybe you guys should all add each other, and you can be the only three people <laughs> using it. Just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, see, Falling Wicked says, Allo rocks if you can find somebody to use it with you. That's the problem. I wish I could get people to uh, use Allo, but they won't. Yeah, it's not easy. No. Uh, We did see pictures of what is allegedly the Moto G5 Plus this week, which is potentially serious news because I, I don't know if I can say this or not, but Moto Motorola is doing an MWC announcement. Not uh, I, I think that's about all I can say. Um, so they are doing an event and uh, Moto G5 showing up in a guy's hand who's trying to sell it in Russia or something. Uh, <laughs> not smart, by the way, buddy. There's markings all over this thing. But uh, yeah, it looks looks like a decent little Moto G phone. 5.5 inch 1080p display, apparently. Snapdragon 625, 4 gig RAM. 
Yeah, it's kind of got a Moto Z styling with that sort of rounded fluffiness of a Moto G that we like. It's got that puck camera on the back. I'm sure it'll be a great budget phone. Oh, it's yeah. one thing Motorola can do is make a decent budget phone. They're pretty good at it. No, but micro USB though. Come on, come. What are you doing? I don't come care if it's a budget on. phone. We're in the future now, people. What's that? Let's act like it. <clears throat> uh, and finally, sort of rounding back out to where we started. A uh, NVIDIA Shield Portable 2 showed up at the FCC. Well, I think it's been at the FCC for a while, but all of the private stuff became unprivate this week, and we got all sorts of pictures of it. But we're thinking there's probably no way in hell this thing ever launches at this point, right? And there's probably no way in hell. Um, you know, you actually alluded to something yesterday on Twitter, and uh, if no one's following Kellen on Twitter, they should be. It's at I am Kellex. It's a great Twitter feed. <laughs> So the whole like, yourselves. it's very like so the thing about our twitters i feel like they're very personal so <laughs> it's fun you know it's not just android stuff but tweets uh, are my own yeah tweets are my own do not represent droid life <laughs> but uh so the new so you alluded yesterday so it was finally we finally know the specs of the nintendo switch right that's the name and mm-hmm. it, it's running a tegra x1 processor um so so the Shield Portable 2, it got to the FCC middle of 2016. So it's just been sitting there for months, like ready to go. Yeah, basically. It's just been sitting on this thing, yeah. Yeah, so finally the confidentiality aspect of like the filing, it expired. It lasts for 180 days. So it expired. NVIDIA didn't bother to sort of refile that or anything like that. They said, man, screw it. So, and typically if they were trying to hide something from say competitors or other companies, they would just refile that and, um, and it would never see the light of day, uh, but they didn't go ahead and do that. So now we, we, we see the shield portable too. Um, but, uh, you know, as we mentioned, it, it appears that demand, uh, for the switch is going to be rather high. Um, at least according to the tech media, who's like all up on Nintendo's jock for this thing. <laughs> so they're loving the switch it's totally possible that NVIDIA just can't handle demand um, that they would need to make for the Switch as well as the Shield Portable 2. And not only that, they've sort of reinvested themselves uh, with the new uh, NVIDIA T- uh, Shield TV. Uh, and that is also running an X1. So maybe they're just sort of running out of X1s or they think that the Shield Portable 2 is too niche or the first one didn't sell too well. I love the first in the first Shield. Um, I thought it was like the ultimate android gaming machine i mean it's got the built-in controller a little flip top display a little clamshell action i thought it was like the coolest thing ever no one agreed with me i think um there wasn't a single dl reader who enjoyed it and they all thought i was a total uh, loon but you know whatever uh i enjoyed it so i i kind of hope like in the back of my mind i'm still hoping that one day maybe this thing will come it I don't think it will, though. I, I so. If they were going to announce it, announce it at CES along with that new Shield yeah. Android TV, like you've got the hype built up. I mean, in terms of differences, not that much. I mean, really, it sort of looks like basically the same controller. There's a new cl- uh, cluster uh, for the home button, back button, start button in there in the middle. Uh, the the uh, display looks a little bit larger, but other than that, it looks sort of like the same device. I mean, I'm assuming it would just run updated RAM, updated processor, nothing too crazy. Hopefully a 1080p display, but but who knows, you know, because it's probably not coming. So don't get your hopes up. And um, 
Yeah, I don't think this thing's coming. With X1s being in the Nintendo Switch, they have to make all the X1s for however many units Nintendo plans to sell. Yeah. And then this thing would compete directly with that. Like, it would be the stupidest idea ever at this point, I think, to release this thing. I agree. So, bad idea. Um, but, hey, they could just make one and send it to me. That's fine. Um, I'll play it. Because I don't want a Nintendo Switch. Like, I get everyone's love for Mario. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, Mario's cool. But uh, I'm, I was a 90s kid, so I'm more of, like, Sonic the Hedgehog, Sega Genesis guy. I'm not huge on, like, Super Nintendo. I appreciate the stuff. I'm just like, I don't need Super Mario all up in my grill. So... <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't think I'll I'll pick one of these up. But for you know Mario lovers, go for it. It looks kind of cool, but the Switch, I just like what a pain. I just don't get it. Like it's got it's a console and portable, <laughs> and interactive because you can like detach the things. It just I thought I was a millennial too, but I I find myself like I must I'm on the wrong side of twenty five or whatever. Like I'm I'm closer to thirty now than I am twenty five. So I'm just super like, millennial. I'm old, so. Yeah. yeah. It's over for me. Yeah. A uh, kid was asking what my Twitter is. It's uh, it's at Tim Otato. No spaces, spaces, dashes, colons, or anything like that. T I M O T A T O at Tim yeah. Otato. Follow us both and uh, follow at Droid underscore Life <laughs> as well. Yeah, for a good time, for sure. Oh, it's always a good time. <laughs> uh, I think that's about it. It's got a long show. Lots to talk about. So much. Stuff. We had to catch up. It's not our fault. Yeah, and we're like snowed in. We got nothing. Um, we got nothing better to do, right? Yeah, we are snowed in. If you live in the Portland area, uh, you know that we have record like six inches of snow that's just <laughs> locked us in for like six days straight or something. Our that's governor amazing. officially declared a state of emergency. So, yeah, it's a state good. of emergency. Send food and water to uh, my Twitter account <laughs> so that yeah. I can eat while uh, while we survive the uh, winter storm. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. All right. Anything else? I, um, I don't know, like the show schedule. We'll try to get back to weekly shows, but it's just, we're in a slow time right now leading up to uh, MWC. I don't know that every Friday we want to do a uh, latest Galaxy 8 ru- S8 rumors, but we might. We'll try to get back on that weekly show, though, for you guys. Yeah. I mean, there's always those little <clears throat> lulls, but um, we'll be back. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll be. I hope everyone has a really joyous 20. Is this our first show of 2017? I, I do believe so, yes. All right, so I hope everyone has a really joyous 2017. It's been fantastic. Uh, so far, it's been really nice and good. So hopefully it keeps up. That's right. Hopefully it does. Uh, all right, yeah, cool. Oh, somebody asked about Nokia. Yeah, we didn't re- we don't really talk much about Nokia. They announced one phone. They announced yeah, a phone sorry. for China. I don't think it even has Google apps on it. It's not a phone you will care about. They have more to announce at MWC. That's about all we know. Like they're kind of like BlackBerry <laughs> to me. I just I'm having trouble getting excited about Nokia. Let go of the past, people. Like, yes. why are we? It's 2017. Yeah. We're talking about BlackBerry and Nokia. I quit. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. The start of 2017 is people hyping Nokia, and BlackBerry. That's all I got. Nintendo, Nokia, yeah. BlackBerry. Life Anyways. is over. All right. Well, it's Friday. It's time to uh, get out of here. So thanks for joining us, Droid Life Show. Peace. Peace.